Welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. Well, today I'm very honoured to have uh, Martin Weiler from the uh, Business Hotel Management School in, based in Lucerne, Switzerland. Martin is the Regional Marketing Manager for Europe and Latin America. Um, but Martin, of course, is better positioned to introduce himself and his university. So over to you, Martin. Yes. Thank you for giving me the chance to participate in this podcast. My name is Martin Weiler. Um, myself, actually, I have a hospitality background, which fits very well working for a hospitality university. I started my career as a chef, so I can cook very well. Although nowadays, just for friends and family. Then later on, I went to hotel school, and then I worked around the world in many different countries. Before about 16 years, I, I joined BHMS as an admissions manager. So I, I do this job for quite a while since uh, I started. So uh, just briefly, what is it that you love most about, about your university? Because you've been there a long time. There must be something special that sort of holds you and attracts you to the university. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what really keeps me going is seeing how the students grow, you know, how they join us. Sometimes, you know, they join us for a summer camp with 16 years of age, and then they come back for the bachelor program. They do a couple of internships, and eventually they start working. They often create their own businesses. And yeah, I, I keep, uh, I mean, not with all of them, there would be too many, but with some, I keep a close relationship. Some, they have become very good friends. So that's probably what keeps going me most, I would say. I, th I think that's what really attracts all of us who work in the education yeah. business. It's that sort of personal interaction with, with other people and building relationships. Now, Martin, um, we've just mentioned that uh, your university is headquarters in Lucerne in Switzerland. And Switzerland, of course, is world famous for the hospitality industry. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the, the exact location and what the transport connections are like? You know, how do students actually get there from whichever country they're currently living in? Mm -hmm, definitely. I mean, we're located in Lucerne. Now, for us, Lucerne is actually a big country, well, a big city, sorry. So, uh, but if you come from a larger city, let's say... Paris, New York, whatever, is a really small town, but it's the far, fourth biggest city in Switzerland. We have four buildings downtown. So everything what the student needs is reachable within walking distance. The main train station is about seven minutes away from the facilities, from the different campuses. So it's very easy to get around. Students don't necessarily have to use the public transport because simply they can walk. And to be honest, while waiting on the bus, sometimes it uh, takes more or less the same time. And uh, going to another city within Switzerland or even to another country, they can simply take the train. So it's very easy to get around uh, across Switzerland. So if, if they're flying in from abroad, which, which Swiss airport would, would they fly into? Very good question. VHMS 
provides complimentary airport pickup, but only from the airport of Zurich. Now, if they fly in from Geneva or Basel, they can do so. They can take the train, but we cannot provide a complimentary airport pickup simply because of log logistical reasons. Now, I've, I've actually done this many times. I, I know your region of Switzerland. Um, the, the train station is right there in the airport. It's the easiest thing in the world. You just sort of come off the plane and you step into a train and next minute you're in Lucerne. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so For foreigners, it's quite unusual how this works because the airport kind of blends into the train station and it's really convenient. Mm -hmm. We provide the, the airport pickup for the first time the students arrive simply because, you know, for, for many kids, it's the first time they're abroad and they might get a little bit lost. They don't know how to take the train. Uh, so it's, uh, it's not actually, you would be probably faster by train than by, by our car pickup. But uh, yeah, it just has kind of like also it's good it's good to get to know the students it's nice that they see somebody with a beach on a signboard up on arrival uh but yeah once they want to do excursion or if they go back for vacation then they, they just take the train now switzerland is a country with four official languages um which language area is your university located in very good questions uh you know we're located in the german speaking part of switzerland so the program is in English at BHMS is not necessary an obligation to speak German. However, you know, I'll explain a little bit later about the program. Uh, every year at BHMS has an internship component. And uh, for the internship, it's, it's quite good when a student speaks a Swiss language, German, French or Italian, because we can place the students nationwide for the internships. So they generally have more interesting internships, but uh, it's not necessary that they have to speak a Swiss language to follow the program. Everything is completely in English. And in fact, at the same time, students have the chance to learn a little bit of German while following the university program. Some, they process better than others. So it really comes down to the person, how they're into uh, learning German. It's not necessarily the easiest language to learn, I would say but uh, something like it, yeah. Uh, yes, I know, I've learned German. Uh, yeah, so. we, we talked in German before, I was quite surprised, in fact. I know what the challenges are. Um, however, I've, I've spent a long, long time in both Germany and Austria, so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, a question I always ask uh, when I'm doing these university interviews is, what is the weather like? A lot of students are coming in from different climate zones, different parts mm. of the world. What can they expect weather-wise when they arrive there in Switzerland? Well, nowadays with the climate change, it gets warmer every year, doesn't it, Jeremy? It does, yes. <laughs> it's, no, it's like, generally, it's like, uh, we have four seasons, so it can be anything from probably minus five up to 35 degrees. Uh, to be honest, the days where it's minus five, uh, you probably can count them on one hand, so it's not necessarily that cold as people might think. Uh, but yeah, we do have four seasons. We do have snow. We are quite close to ski resorts. If you like to try out skiing, snowboarding, especially if you come from a rather exotic place far away. From my experience, those students, they really like the snow because as you know, the grass is always greener on the other <laughs> side and people want to see something they've never seen. 
for us Swiss people, we love the beach because we are a landlocked country, but we have quite a few students from the Caribbean, for example, and they really like snowboarding. <laughs> so yeah, the weather is, uh, it can be anything from minus five to up to 35 degrees, I would say. Okay, um, moving on to uh, the, the university itself. Uh, um, is this a government-run university? Is it a private for-profit organization? I mean, how, how is this organized? Yeah, very good question, Jeremy. Um, we are a private university owned by an uh, educational entrepreneur. His name is Heinrich Meister. He's passionate about education. He started his first school, the Benedict Group of Schools, when he was 23 years old. Now he's 73. So we are, in fact, we are the only Swiss hotel school which has this typical Swiss owner. All the other Swiss hotels called, they're either Chinese-owned or French-owned. Uh, so from this perspective, I'd say it is uh, quite impressive and he's, he's quite involved into, into the university itself. And if a student even has a problem, he, they can address him and talk to him. Uh, yeah, we are a for-profit university, but to be honest, uh, BHMS is like Mr. Meister's baby, I would say. He invests a lot of his time into the school and also a lot of money. I mean, as I said, I'm there for 16 years and all the profit the university makes, he reinvests into, into BHMS. So in fact, we are kind of like a non-profit organization if you look at it from this perspective, because we have changed facilities over these 15 years four times and you can imagine how much it costs to build up a new campus and uh, continuously we keep growing, improving, uh, not just the facilities, but also the program. Uh, Mr. Meister, he has this funny saying, as I said, he's, he's 73 now. He always says he doesn't want to be the richest person on the cemetery one day, but he wants <laughs> to be the one with the best hospitality school, which offers the best education for its value for the students. So it's... <laughs> he quite he says that sometimes it's I feel it's kind of funny in a way, uh, but of course we hope that we can keep him for much longer. Yeah, it's it's, it's very inspiring to, to to sort of hear about a person like that who's really dedicated their life to a, an organization or a dream. Uh, Indeed, or an institution. I mean, the yeah. man is amazing. He works yeah. seven, six seven days a week uh, from early morning after late night, and uh, as I said. He told me once, Martin, you know, if I wouldn't do this anymore, I think I would be gone the next day. He really loves it. I mean, for him, this is, this is his life and that's what he's doing. I, th I think he's, he's very fortunate because a lot of people uh, of, of his age, obviously they've retired and stopped work and they sort of don't really have anything to sort of focus on. Now, you, you mentioned that he was, uh, you know, investing in new facilities. Perhaps you could just talk to us a little bit about the facilities that you have, you know, the libraries, the sports facilities, the arts facilities, you know, the teaching areas, all of that stuff. Perhaps you could just quickly describe what you have. Yeah, definitely. We have, uh, we have several facilities spread out to the city. So we have uh, the main campus, which is called City Campus. This is where my office is, where we have uh, a restaurant on the ground floor. We have a reception. Then first floor, we have a student lounge. We have a library. And then in the upper floors, 
there is there are accommodations for the students. Then across the street, we have a building which is called Santi Park. There we have plenty of classrooms. I don't even know how many. There is like uh, plenty of classrooms. There are smaller classrooms where stu which students can use for group work, for study groups and so on. And then uh, since about six months, we have a new campus, which is called the Lakeside Campus, simply because it's about three streets away from the lake. And this building is really amazing. It's, uh, it's a former four-star hotel, which has been converted into a student hotel, student school. So in this building, we have accommodation for the students on the upper floors. Then we have, uh, on the first floor, we have several classrooms. We have an amazing library, which is actually my favorite room because it kind of overlooks the dining hall, which is this classical five-star hotel dining hall, you know, very old, but still very well maintained. Then also we have there a auditorium, the only room where we can actually host 200 people. On the underground, we have three uh, culinary labs, two for culinary and then one specific pastry lab. And then, yes, I said, on the first floor, we have more classrooms and the famous dining hall. So this, this is actually my favorite buildings, our new flagship campus, I would say, because this really lifts the hospitality spirits because it's like this typical old style uh hotel you know um do, do you actually have more than one campus uh like in in, in different locations in different cities perhaps or is no ever... we, we're only based in the city of lucerne and uh, throughout the city of lucerne we have uh, several buildings but yeah we, we don't have another location as such mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit up about the, the people who, who teach your students, the, the, the lecturers, like sort of what backgrounds do they have? Where do they come from? Yeah, definitely. We have currently lectures from, if I'm not mistaken, 42 different countries. So it's a quite diversified lecture body we have. And a lot of them, they're actually professionals in their fields. And they, a lot of them, they, they have their own business and then they just teach a very specific subject on the side. And I believe that this is a better way than having full-time lecturer who teach you various subjects. So our lectures, they really know their stuff. They, they're full-time professionals and then they, they teach what they know best, but only this at BHMS. I think that's, that's an interesting uh, dynamic because I've, I've been to one or two other universities that, that have a, a similar setup in the sense that they bring in people who are entrepreneurs, have their own companies or working in companies to, to, to sort of lecture to the students. Because I think that way the students are really getting the cutting edge teaching because the people who are standing in front of them are completely up to date with what's happening out there in the real exactly. world. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, a lot uh, of them, they, yeah. they have their own accounting firm or marketing firm or whatsoever, you know, and they're, they're really into their stuff. Mm. It's not just that they learn it from the book and <laughs> yeah. they transform it. They, they actually know it, they live it, they work on it. So I believe this is a much 
better approach. Mm. So uh, where do your students mostly come from and how many students uh, do, do you have there during the bachelor programs? All right, we have about more or less over the average about 1,000 students from 100 different countries. Of course, sometimes some countries we have only one or two students. I mean, for example, Caribbean islands, we have from all the islands one or two students. Uh, then uh, it depends. As I said, sometimes we have more students from this country, sometimes more from the other country. It depends always on uh, political situation, currency exchanges, on various things. Uh, so it always throughout, as I said, those 15 years, you can see you know, that we have more of those. One, more of this so if, uh, approximately what percent of the students are actually Swiss then? Probably around 10% at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, as I said, we offer programs fully conducted in English, which uh, is probably not the most attractive thing for all the Swiss students. So there are many schools also offering similar programs in German language. And, uh, but yeah, we still have a few Swiss students um, from this perspective. Uh, it's possible, but the majority of our students are actually international students. Okay, moving along to accreditation, um, is your university accredited by, uh, for example, the Swiss government or, or international accreditation agencies? Yeah, definitely. We have uh, several accreditation uh, from Switzerland as well as from abroad. We have the Educua Education, which is like a Swiss certification body. We have the SQS uh, accreditation. We are part of the Swiss Federation of Private Schools. We are part of the American Lodging Association. We are part of the International Council for of Hotel and Restaurant Institution Education. So that we are part of a number of uh, education accreditation bodies. So in this, from this perspective, I'd say our programs are pretty much worldwide recognized. So if a student comes to you, they, they can be sure that they, they, they're going to get a, a really, a really good quality, professional um, education. Um, yeah. Um, rankings. We always get asked this question. Uh, in, I work in a high school. We get asked this question constantly by students and parents. Now, we've actually made a separate podcast episode on the topic of rankings. And of course, rankings can be overall rankings. They can be worldwide. They can be restricted yeah, to one they're, country. They're or, rankings, to be honest. Yeah. They're always there are hundreds of ways how to how to look at it. And of yes. course, everybody, including me, we always tell the people the way we look the best. To be honest, I would say in general, the ranking the rankings are a little bit overranked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we have good rankings. I mean, we're 17th in QS for employer reputation. We are, uh, from all the business schools around the world, and there are over thousands, we are 141th in QS business master rankings. We are second in QS business master rankings in 2023 in class and Faculties diversity. We are rank 47 in QS business master rankings in 2023 for value for money. So there are plenty of different ways how to look at it. In general, as I said, we are recognized. We have a good accreditation. 
and uh, we also have, I would say, a good, good ranking. Yeah, we have uh, also four uh, QS, QS stars, and then apart from QS, we are part of many other rankings that we could write a book about it. <laughs> Now, Martin, could you just give us a quick overview of the courses that your university offers and, and maybe also mention which ones are the most popular with your international students? Yes, definitely. I mean, we have three bachelor programs, two masters and one MBA. And apart from that, we have a summer camp. Very often, young kids, you know, the ones, the ideal candidate for a summer camp is a student who still has one more year to go at high school and he comes for the summer camp which is like a teaser program to get to know what we do at BHMS so that he can actually find out if this is really the right university for him because you know during 14 days they stay in the residency they have classes with the same lectures they can meet students who who currently studying with us and of course, they also have plenty of opportunities to discover Switzerland and the surroundings. So after two weeks, literally there are no more surprises. And what we do with the camp is also we credit the participation fee of the camp towards the first year of bachelor tuition in case someone comes back. So the camp is actually for free if you're coming back for the bachelor program. And then the bachelor program, as I said, we have hotel management, global business management and uh, those two programs they're actually kind of together because first and second year are the same and then in the third year students can decide wherever they want to go for hotel management or global business management depending on uh, which career direction they want to take so this is also pretty good especially for sometimes you know students they don't really know what they want to do they say you know hospitality maybe business and with us after second year they have uh, gone through two internships because each year six months study six months working uh, so they have been working for one entire year with two different companies and then they have a more deeper understanding on which direction they would like to go and say yeah hospitality i want to become the next ceo of marriott or whatsoever go for hospitality if they say you know i want to work for for google or for i don't know any type of office job or entrepreneurial approach that can go for global business management and then apart from this program sorry we have one more program we also have a culinary arts program which is all for three years same structure but then uh, which is a very specific program, which I studied uh, and I really enjoyed it. But so if you like to work with food, if, if uh, you see yourself as the next Jamie Oliver, you want to become a famous chef, have your own restaurant, then this is definitely the right program to do. But even later on, you can also do a career change as I have done. I, th I think it's, it's probably worth pointing out to some high school students who are, who are listening to this, that um, very often the high school students see the word hotel management and they think they have to go and work in a hotel. Well, of course, some graduates do, but I think it's worth pointing out that uh, you will receive um, a business program, a business training, and exactly. a lot of the students uh, graduate and then go off and work in businesses which are not directly related to hotels. Uh, many, many different types of businesses. I mean, you mentioned Google just now as an example. I have a student who works at Google at Sao Paulo in Brazil. Yeah. And she, she studied hospitality with us. So mm. 
Uh, I don't remember if she'd chosen to graduate in global business management or hospitality. But as I said, they, this decision they only take after second year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she only got, she she went through this program and now she works at Google. I have students that work at Deloitte, PricewaterCoopers, so they have plenty of opportunities. They can work for. UBS, Credit Suisse, we have uh, the two big financial institutions. We have our graduates working for. So they do all kinds of things at the end of the day, which is for us, as long as, long as they're successful, that's the most important. You know? Yes, and, and I'm sure being located in Switzerland, some of your graduates find their way into the banking sector. Uh, Switzerland yeah, is, is, is very famous for that. Um, just for clarification, what, what is the duration of the course? Because, I mean, normally a bachelor's degree is three years, but you've just mentioned the students have to go uh, and do internships. So what would the total length of time be for a student to, right. to, to actually go and all the way through and graduate with a bachelor's degree? Very good question, Jeremy. And now let me start at the beginning. At BHMS, after each year, students, they get a paper. So first year, they get a diploma. Second year, they get a higher diploma, but those programs are actually already part of the bachelor program. And then in the third year, students are getting their bachelor program. Of course, technically, and sometimes it does happen that somebody says, well, you know, I just want to see if this is for me, I come for the diploma. They, or we do also exchange where students join us from other educational institutions that they come to BHMS, they get a diploma, they get a higher diploma, they get a degree. Each year at BHMS has two parts. It has six months academic component where students are with us in Lucerne, uh, attending classes. And then the second part of the year is an internship where students are working as a normal Swiss employee. We help them in finding those positions because we have uh, an internship department uh, and in fact it starts right away when the student arrives the, within the first two weeks every student has to have a personal meeting with the internship department because you know Jeremy it's very individual not every student wants to do the same type of internship so what we do is we have a personal session with every single student where we kind of listen to them about which type of internship they want to do, which area of Switzerland they want to do. Some say, I want to do internship in Geneva because I want to improve my French. Others say, I want to do my internship in a fine dining restaurant, five-star hotel. Some say, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a uh, more classical retail internship. And then some say, you know, I like snowboarding. I want to do my internship in the mountains. So. It's very individual and we always try to match the students with their best internship opportunities. And as I told you, I, I have this job for 16 years. Right now, it's very easy to place the students because uh, there is a lack of labor, but it's not always like this. Sometimes it's harder to place them. Right now, uh, general students can choose between two, three positions and they generally always get what they want. It sounds like an ideal situation for students because my high school students are actually very, very interested in internships, placements, uh, because they see it as, as a way of boosting their, their resumes, their CVs, uh, looking ahead, of course, to the time when they finally finish studying and go out there in, into the world of work. So it seems yeah, like uh, BHMS is well set up in, in this respect. 
Um, I would but, say, you know, it's the advantage of BHMS is that, of course, you graduate with a dual awarded bachelor's degree from BHMS and Robert Gordon, but at the same time, our students are not just fresh graduate students because they have three different working experience from the three different companies in Switzerland. Technically, they can also do an international internship. Um, we encourage students, especially in the first year, to do, to do their internship in Switzerland simply because we are more closed and if they have any problems, we are here to help them. Uh, if they want to do internship in Thailand, for example, or USA, uh, with the time zone, you know, and uh, different languages, we might not be able to assist them accordingly. But yeah, if the Switzerland is a very small country, if they face any difficulties, they're just maximum, I'd say, two hours away from, from the campus. When, when students are doing an internship in Switzerland, um, is it a paid internship? Yes, in Switzerland it's paid. I mean, we try to always organize paid internship wherever they want to do it around the world. Now in Switzerland, the salary of the internship is set by the Swiss labor market to 2,300 Swiss francs, which is about the same in US dollar, Euro, Euros, those currencies, they're all pretty much the same at the moment. So this is the gross income the students are getting. With this income, they will have to pay for food and accommodation. Health insurance is already prepaid by the tuition fee, but they still will have to cover food and accommodation. Government will deduct automatically the taxes from their income. I would say once they have paid their basic living expenses, as I would call it, they probably have about 50% of their income left. Uh, once, as I said, they have paid for food, accommodation, taxes, they can save probably a little bit more than a thousand. Yeah, probably a thousand two hundred or so. I had students that told me within six months internship, they saved 10,000 Swiss francs. I don't know how they did it. Of course, I mean, you know, this is the basic income. Then depending on where you do your internship and how nice you are, you might end up in getting quite a lot of tips. If you're, if you're charming, outgoing, yeah, you can do probably live very well from the tips as the girl who made 10,000. But yeah, this is not really the case. I, I always tell the students more realistic numbers. I'd say, yeah, probably like a, a thousand, a little bit more, they can probably save after having paid for their basic living expenses. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the teaching style? Um, is, is it a sort of a traditional lecture-based style or is it the more the problem-based sort of hands-on learning style that you have? It's a little bit a blend, you know, Depend, it depends pretty much on the subject we have. You know, we have uh, culinary classes where students are in the, catch, in the kitchen with the cooking uniform. We have hospitality classes. But then, of course, we have, we have accounting, which is like... Uh, you know, you can't really interact too much. Uh, so it, it really comes down to to the subject, I would say. And it's probably a good mix of, of all types of, of teaching styles. So how, how are students assessed? I mean, some universities give the students like a big exam at the end of each year or maybe at the end of the course. And other universities have a, a sort of an ongoing assessment. Which system do you use? All right. Good question, Jeremy. You know, we are running actually the bachelor programs together with the Robert Gordon University in Aberdeen. So we use a British uh, grading system, British uh, kind of uh, yeah, lecture system is a bit different, but uh, the grading system is exactly the same as uh, at the 
British University. Now, what we do is we teach the six months program in four blocks. So each block of about six weeks has three to four subjects. And then we have for those subjects final exams. And uh, then students have passed those subjects. So they will never be tested again. Of course, uh, this helps them a little bit to focus on those subjects. Whereas a lot of universities, you know, you have at the end of the six months semester, you have final exams and then you have you, you have exams about everything. With us, it's outside, it's probably a little bit easier to pass. And let's say if somebody fails something, they can go on and then they just go to the recent exam. And uh, that probably makes it a little bit easier to pass. And yet they still have to pass. Uh, naturally, if you fail more than two subjects, then you're gonna have a problem anyway. So when, when you are recruiting students and you have the applications coming in, you obviously have some idea about the profile of the ideal student because you know, the hospitality industry, it's, it's a very special area of study, I would say. And so I guess you're, you're looking for a particular type of student. Could you perhaps describe you know, the profile of the ideal student in, in, in your eyes? Definitely. You know, doing this job for 16 years, I think after like 10 seconds, I can see if this person has a hospitality personality. And I would say it really comes down to the personality. You know, hospitality, we're in the people business. So if you're, let's say, a shy person, you like to hide between a, a book or a screen, this might not be the best industry for you. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm wrong also. Sometimes, you know, people are young and their, their character changes throughout the time. But uh, very often, and I believe this is probably one of the most important things. Of course, you can have great school grades from high school, but for example, especially for the culinary program, in my opinion, the, the high school gr grades there and not necessarily the most important thing. I say, look, you can be the best student in high school. If afterwards you burn your food, you put so much salt in it, nobody will like it, as simple as that. And the same is for hospitality. For the, you can be the, the best high school student afterwards if, if you're afraid of, of the customers walking in and you're at the reception, you don't greet them. I mean, What's the point, you know? Yeah. Is, is there any particular sort of former student who you could sort of talk about who might serve as an inspiration to our listeners? Oh, there are plenty. I'm sure, uh, yes. <laughs> let, me, let me think of someone. Ah, you know, I have a very good example. Uh, there, is the, this, the, there are two Romanian twins. They studied with us. Oof, but they probably must have started like five years ago or so with the summer camp. So they came, they were really young and they're, they're identical twins. So still by now, I never know which one is which one. They look at them really pretty girls and they look exactly the same. And uh, they joined us for the summer camp where they were like 16, 17. Then they went back to Romania, finishing their high school. Then they came back to BHMS for a bachelor program, stayed three years with us, they did three internships, I think two in Switzerland. I remember they did one 
in uh, in Amsterdam in Holland, and they always were working together. It's really they're really cute. And then now what they did uh, just pre after the pandemic, they opened a restaurant in the city of Lucerne, very near to the school. So it's like just like two three minutes walk from from the, uh, the city campus away. They opened uh, a restaurant, which is very successful now. And uh, yeah, also we go there sometimes for dinner or for drinks. When we have open days at BHMS, we always bring the students there to to kind of show them a success story. Yeah, because simply it's just next to the campus and yeah, they also offer uh, special prizes for our students, of course. So this is one success story, but uh, there, are, there are plenty of others, of course. I, th I think it's, it's a marvelous story to listen to because, and I think stories like this really serve as an inspiration to high school students who are considering going in this direction. Absolutely. Uh, be yeah. Because of all the, the huge variety of opportunities um, open to, to high school students who study hospitality, either to go into a, you know, a large organization, one of the big hotel chains, for example, or to branch out and set up their own business as these Romanian twins have done. Uh, but to sort of backtrack a little bit to sort of the, the beginning of this process, um, what, what are the minimum academic requirements you have for, for students to, to come to BHMS? All right, now, obviously they have to be fluent in English. So yes. the yeah. whole programs are run in English, so they must be able to follow a university program in English. They can demonstrate their English skills with, uh, I mean, let's say if they go to a British high school, American high school, where everything is, was in English, we don't make them do the English tests. But uh, otherwise, if they went to uh, high school in their language, they have to do IELTS, TOEFL, or we also do have our English test, which they can do. Uh, so that's one of the main requirements. And then they must have completed high school, obviously. Um, when they have completed their secondary education, they have a high school leaving certificate. We can technically accept them, but then still every student has to go through uh, an official interview with me or one of my colleagues. So this is also one of the entry requirements which uh, we want to see because we want to select our students well. For us, it's important that we have successful students who eventually become successful alumni students. So this is one, that's why we, we focus a lot on the personal interview. And uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much how the selection process goes. Now, in, in most institutions, uh, you, uh, including yours, you, you're taking in students who are very young in most cases, sort of 18 yeah. probably. Uh, Sometimes even 17. Or yeah. 17 even, yes. Depends uh, on, the, on the country, you know. Yeah. And for most of these young people, it's their first time away from home. So it could be that they have some sort of social emotional problems settling in or perhaps academic problems. Um, how do you support students who find themselves in these difficulties? All right, let me explain you, Jeremy. We have two different types of support. We have a student counselor, which supports the students, which is for everything which is not academic related. And then we have an academic support center. So uh, those are the two basic supports we have. Uh, Vanessa, our student counselor, is really there to, to help the students with whatever they need. And I mean, it's, it's very, 
person or sometimes, you know, they can be homesick. They can need something. Sometimes they just need to find something because, uh, you know, we are, as a with thousand students, we are not such a large university as the American campuses are. So we don't have the sport clubs and all these things. What we do is, for example, if somebody wants to do a very specific sport, we we link them to the local community in Lucerne, which is also a great opportunity to to get to know some local people of the city of Lucerne. So they can always contact the student counselor for for that or whatever they need if they want to have a room change because they don't like their roommates or whatsoever. <laughs> whatever they need is they can go, go to Vanessa and uh, bother her with their problems. Uh, then, of course, if they have academic difficulties, we have a uh, uh, an academic support center where the students can go and uh, ask for additional help uh, in whatever they didn't understand or wherever they need additional support. And then we're, of course, also happy to to help them on, a, on an academic level. It sounds like Vanessa is a wonderful person. I, I hope the students appreciate her and all she does to help them. Um, Health services. Uh, you, you did mention earlier on about um, health insurance. Obviously, foreign students coming into Switzerland need to have some sort of health cover. Could yes. you just uh, talk about that? Yeah, the health insurance is part of the fees already. So we have uh, negotiated a very good deal with uh, one of the health insurance providers of Switzerland because you know if you're a resident in Switzerland it's compulsory to have a health insurance so you can't live in Switzerland legally without a health insurance and the easiest way to uh, just uh, handle this uh, from an administration point of view is just to be included in the fee uh, the health insurance is really good it's not like in some countries where you have a health insurance then you go to a hospital and you still pay 50% here the health insurance really pays everything uh, so it's uh, they're well taken care of yeah i think switzerland is world famous for having an, an excellent uh, health support system uh, yeah. for its we citizens have one, of the, yeah. we have one of the best health uh, health systems in the world actually yeah. yes and so moving away from healthy body to a healthy soul um, what opportunities do students have for religious observance for prayer at, at the university I mean, we, as I said, Lucerne is technically it's a Catholic city, but uh, I mean, in the school, even in the, the from the teacher's perspective, we have all kinds of religion. Uh, and you know, what's funny is within about five minutes walking from the residency, students can reach a synagogue, a mosque, an Orthodox church, a Catholic church, uh, or uh, probably even some other um, religious uh, facilities. So whatever, whichever religion they, they're having come from, they certainly can find uh, their kinds in the city of Lucerne. And uh, basically um, participate, but I mean, look, BHMS itself, we, we don't uh, have any focus on any kind of of course, I mean, we have in the restaurant, we have halal food. We, they can request a certain, because, you know, certain religion, they, they might have certain uh, 
uh, nutritional preferences or obligations, and then this is separately uh, possible and we can respect that. We can, of course, also respect vegetarian, vegan, or uh, some students, they might have uh, some, uh, how you call it, uh, health problems, which doesn't allow them to eat everything. The other day I had a student with a peanut allergy, for example, and then, of course, we register this uh, and uh, respect this from this perspective. So a lot of students uh, enjoy participating in sort of extracurricular activities, I mean, sport or artistic activities like art, dance, theatre, music. Um, what facilities or opportunities do your students have to participate in these activities? Again, we don't really have those facilities and I'll tell you why. Um, we have about 1,000 students, as I said, we are very small, I would say, and we probably could do some one or the other thing, but then there is maybe one or two students interested and uh, from this perspective, doesn't really make sense. Uh, what we do is we, we link the students to the local community in Lucerne, which is five, ten minutes walking distance away and then they can do whatever. For example, we have we are living uh, just, I mean, the main city campus is, I think, seven minutes away from the largest Picasso museum in switzerland maybe even um so from this perspective uh, they can definitely do arts they can uh, do all kinds of sports facilities activities what they want within walking distance for example we have uh several deals with uh fitness centers uh where our students they get a special prize because you know then for example we have the luxury version with swimming pool jacuzzi and other things and then some they say well you know i just need the, the sports machines and i don't want to pay extra for for facilities i don't need and then they go to the other one so it's it depends on 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 what they want to do basically sounds like they're well provided for um, but students in the evenings and weekends, what sort of things do they tend to do to sort of entertain themselves? Well, Lucerne, as I said, is a vibrant city, so there's certainly plenty of nightlife activities for young people. Uh, at the same time, we are also a gateway to the Swiss mountains. To as I said, Lucerne has a beautiful lake. You can go on a lake tour, uh, plenty of restaurants, coffee, coffee shops. So there is, there's always something to do, you know. Um, let's move on and talk about the alumni network. Now, I know that in a lot of industries, businesses, uh, being well networked is, is really critical to a, a young person's uh, career moves. Uh, and I think in the hospitality industry, particularly so, could you talk about your alumni network and how the alumni help students sort of come out of, of, of the university and into the world of work? Yeah, definitely. We have a very large alumni network all around the world. We have a website, BHMS Connect. It's uh, the name where alumni students can log in. And um, it's something like... Facebook in a way, you know, you can talk between each other. You can even make video calls and there is like a map from where you can see all the alumni where they're spread out around the world. There is also a section where they can find job opportunities. Uh, so even let's say somebody who graduated five years ago, uh, 
if let's say they want to find a job in USA, Canada, or wheresoever, they can go to BHMS Connect, log in, go to the job section and uh, see if what is available right now there, and then they can simply apply. Uh, but then, of course, they can stay in touch. We also try to meet the alumni students in the countries from time to time and make like uh, alumni re reunions. So uh, there is quite a large alumni network which has been built up throughout the years. So, of course, the alumni network comes at, at the end of the process or after students have finished at uh, BHMS. Um, if we can sort of turn back the clock to the very beginning of this process, um, high school students can be a bit nervous about how am I going to manage that first day? How will I find my way from the airport? I mean, you've already mentioned you have a pickup service from Zurich Airport. Um, but I think the, the other important thing is students listening to this will probably like to be reassured that you have some sort of settling in or orientation program to help them get over those first few nervous days. Could you describe what you do to, to help your newly arrived first year students? Yeah. I mean, look, it is normal that they're nervous because yes. for, for many students, it's the first time they go abroad. And then a lot of students, they, they arrive alone there. They don't know anybody and they're a little bit lost because they, they don't have friends. But then when this on the, the first few days, you know, they see that they're not the only one in this situation, that everybody actually doesn't know anybody. And then very quickly they become uh friends uh in fact from my perspective you know those students they study together they live together they uh do excursions together they go party together on the weekend uh, i've seen that very often those students they become friends for life and that doesn't stop after graduation because you know when you spend three years like this uh then Suddenly they go back to their home countries. They still stay in touch. Now, coming back to the first day, uh, what we do is Friday, the course always starts on a Monday, obviously, uh, unless there's a public holiday, it could be uh, Tuesday. Uh, but Friday, prior uh, the course start, we have an orientation day, which starts at uh, 9 a.m., and last throughout the entire day. And during this day, we literally explain every single detail to the students from the, what happens in the residency, uh, how to get their uh, permits in order and so on and so on. So we, we really explain them every single detail throughout one entire day. And uh, then afterwards, there are no more surprises. And that's why we encourage students to always arrive on time, not on the weekend, because they have to attend the orientation there, which is on Friday, pre-course start. And if they miss it, I mean, it's not the end of the world. We give them a lot of papers, so they will have to read it by themselves, which sometimes they don't do, and then they claim they didn't know and they haven't been informed. <laughs> so <laughs> the best is uh, they come on Thursday, they can arrive actually, even on Monday, they can arrive because, you know, from some countries, they come from very far away, different time zone. So they can come any day, Monday to Thursday, the week prior their course starts. 
so that they well settled in, they adjusted to the time zone, and uh, they well slept through before they actually started with the course. I think, that's I, th I think it's a very good point you just made about the fact that they, they come and they, they're a little bit anxious because they don't know anybody, and then they discover, of course, no one else does either because they come from all over the world. Yeah, exactly. um, I, I always tell my students in high school, I said, look, you go away to university, you're going to live together, work together, play together. Now, the other really important aspect of going away to college or university, apart from the academics, is accommodation. Students actually have to go and live in the place where they study. So perhaps you could uh, just tell us, Martin, a little bit about the accommodation provision that you have at BHMS. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have actually four different academic well, ac accommodation options. The basic option is already included in the price. So uh, because we are basically the grantor of the student visa, we are also responsible that students have a house. For this reason, we host probably 95% of our international students on our properties. Now, um, the basic accommodation is a room where students share the room with up to three other students in our city campus. Then if they want to have more privacy in our lakeside campus, we have a different type of accommodation where two students share a room. Then uh, we have single room also in both campuses, which obviously cost a little bit extra. So it really comes down to the budget of the student, which type of accommodation they want to have some also say, you know, I don't like to be alone. It's good to have some friends and some company uh, because, you know, as long as you're young, privacy is not that important for most of the students. And if it is, it, as I said, it comes with a price tag with additional cost for a single room. So we have different types of accommodations. They're all really nice, uh, brand new, renovated, different styles. I mean, in the Lakeside campus, we have uh, this fancy red carpet, whereas in the city campus there's a wooden floor, but uh, all the facilities, uh, all the accommodation of the students, they're really nice, I would say. And presumably the students will apply for the accommodation at the same time as they, they make the application to BHMS, or do they have to wait until they've been accepted? No, they can just tag on their application form which type of accommodation they would like to have. And then we register them accordingly. I mean, if there wouldn't be, if there would be, a, uh, let's say, no, no availability for their selected accommodation, we would then eventually inform them. But in general, we always have uh, the accommodation available. As most of the students, they go for the standard package anyway. And in case if we wouldn't have this one available, then they would get automatic upgraded at no cost so it, it, it really depends what they would like to do you know now one of the most important things on every university campus is of course the cafeteria or cafeterias yeah. um i'm sure you have them um but do you also have a sort of a, a flagship restaurant because i know you run culinary courses as well yeah. and and my experience of visiting some hospitality schools is that they, they have like a, a restaurant uh, which they use 
to really train the students up to a very, very high standard of both service and, of course, uh, cooking. Yeah, we have actually two restaurants. So, yeah, we wouldn't be a hospitality school if we wouldn't have a restaurant. So what we have is we, we have uh, the City Campus Cafe where um, we serve breakfast, lunch and dinner. Naturally, breakfast is just uh, self-service. Uh, actually, in the City Campus Cafe, most of the meals, they are their self-service. So also for lunch and dinner, you can... Most time, unless there's a service class there, then they serve you. But in general, you queue up, you get your food, and uh, you eat, and you go back to classes. Because also, sometimes, depending on their schedule, they don't really have time for fine dining. But if they do, in the Lakeside campus, we have, uh, we have a really fancy restaurant where we serve uh, always three course meals and there it's uh, it's like as if you go in a restaurant you know you sit down the waiter comes brings you the menu and uh, you select between uh, there is like there are usually two starters two main courses and uh, two desserts and you make your choice and students the, the, well, the, the waiter who learns how to be uh, well, no, sorry. The student who learns how to be a waiter, he comes, he takes your order, and then brings your to the kitchen. They prepare it, and then you get served the the food. As to be honest, better than in many restaurants, I would say. Fine dining in a lakeside restaurant in Switzerland. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite envious. I could definitely go for that. Yeah, I have to say, mo most of the students. They, they gain weight throughout their time at the HMS, so uh, the food can't be that bad after all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, everyone's going to ask the question sooner or later, how much does it cost? Could you tell us what the tuition fees are? Uh, and, and in fact, do, do you make a, a difference in tuition fees between Swiss citizens and, and international students? All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have generally the diff the main difference is that let's say if they have family or friends or parents, then naturally they, they don't pay for the accommodation. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same. Uh, the food, as I said, I mean, to be honest, we charge for six months, breakfast, lunch and dinner, 2000 Swiss francs, to be honest. You probably couldn't even buy the ingredients in the supermarket for this price because we kind of subsidize it uh, to make it worth it. So even students who do not live at BHMS, they generally pay the food part because uh, even if they sometimes skip a meal, it's still way more affordable than uh, eating externally somewhere in the city of Lucerne. Otherwise, Tuition fee is, uh, depending on the semester, is between 25,600 to 27,600. Then, as I said, adding on operating expense, which is also the health insurance, application fee, accommodation, meals. That makes a total between 34,500 to 36,500 in total, depending on the semester. And then, as I said, this is the standard accommodation and then 
there's a supplementary charge if they want to have. Uh, so, so 34 to 36 approximately, and, and that's per semester, is it? Yeah, that's per academic semester. Yeah, Obviously, okay. there is no fee during the internship. Yeah. Uh, on the contrary, actually, students, they earn 2,300 during uh, the internship yes. period. Mm -hmm. um, is there any financial aid or scholarships available for, for students applying? We do offer limited amount of scholarships. Now, they don't fall from the tree. If a student would like to have a scholarship, they would have to formally apply for it with a scholarship essay, which then eventually gets processed to the scholarship board, and then they would decide if and how much scholarship an individual applicant would get. That depends on several things, his essay, his personal impression, his family background, uh, but also the intake, the course he starts. So uh, depending on which uh, course or personal background, he would then get more or less uh, scholarship eventually. And would a student uh, apply for scholarship at the same time as they make the application to BHMS? They can apply at the same time or they can wait until they get accepted and then mm -hmm. uh, apply it up to them. Now, we, we were talking uh, earlier about um, students earning money on uh, when they go on their internships. Um, but looking beyond that, are they actually able to work in Switzerland like someone wants a, a weekend job, for example, alongside their studies? Is, is this allowed under Swiss law? Under Swiss law, only European citizens are allowed to work part time. Mm -hmm. So if someone is a non-European citizen, meaning that he comes from India, the USA, or wheresoever, he is legally not allowed to work part-time. To be honest, the, the problem is quite complex. So we have, we have very few European students who actually do work part-time. The ones who do, they probably would work part-time Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, because, you know, the classes there are, I mean, look, they start with, breakfast 8 a.m. and they end with dinner 6 p.m. So they're busy the whole day. So yeah. <laughs> it's not that they really have too much time to work part-time. But then, yeah, maybe Friday evening, Saturday, they're free. Some of the European students, they, they do work part-time, uh, but uh, not all of them. I was sort of thinking, no, I wasn't suggesting that they could work the whole day. I sort of thought perhaps they could sort of sup part support themselves by maybe working in a restaurant at the weekend, doing waitressing or waiting, uh, that, that type of thing. Um, okay, thank you very much. We'll take a break there and then we'll talk about visas. Um, I mean, I think we, we've already covered some of, the inf some of the questions that I've got listed there. So perhaps uh, if you could just talk through the, the visa application process. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, so then, um, we do. We go for it. Five, okay. four, three, two, one. Now, international students, I assume, will need to get a visa to study in Switzerland. Um, the question really is, do they have to apply for this before they arrive in Switzerland or can they make the application after they've actually arrived in Switzerland? All right. Um, let me explain you. Everybody needs a visa who's not Swiss. So even European citizens, they have to apply for their uh, student visa, the main difference is between Europeans and non-Europeans is that Europeans, they can apply 
directly through the school on uh, via email basically they just send us everything what we need from them and we apply directly with the immigration office of the canton of Lucerne. non-european citizens they have to apply through the swiss embassy of their country and uh, there the process of the documentations depends uh, well changes a little bit country by country so i, I can't really go too much into the detail uh, in general, it's not really difficult to get a Swiss visa, I would say, and BHMS supports the students in the entire process. Uh, I would say, to be honest, it's much more difficult to get a student visa for the US, UK or, or Canada. Switzerland is, is rather straightforward. We help the students with everything what they possibly need. The only document which we can't help them is the bank statement for obvious reasons, but for everything else, we, we're happy to support them in getting their documents together. Um, something else that uh, students are sometimes interested in is, can they stay on and work in Switzerland after they have graduated? And could they indeed eventually stay there and, and gain Swiss nationality? I, in some countries, uh, is, this is possible. Um, how is this addressed in Switzerland? All right. Well, Switzerland is probably one of the most difficult nationalities to get. You have to be resident at least 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, even to stay on, I mean, to stay on for a European citizen is very easy. If they want to stay, they have the same right of employment as a Swiss person. For a non-European student, it's not impossible, but it's a little bit tricky. And... Uh, uh, but yeah, we do have non-European students. They manage to get a residency permit in Switzerland. As long as they do it in a legal way, there's no, no problem from our side. We're happy for them. But we can't guarantee them that uh, they will get a, a residence in Switzerland. It's not like in Canada where you can, if you study in Canada, you can get a stay-on permit. It doesn't exist for Switzerland. But again, it's, uh, what we do is we have... Uh, if somebody doesn't want to go back home, which a lot of students, they want to make an international career, Switzerland is also the place where international companies recruit. So, for example, we have Hilton, Marriott and many other large property where the HR department actually visits BHM stereotype throughout the year and uh, interview our candidates and perhaps even offer them right away a job back in Canada or the US. Dubai, Singapore, or wheresoever, where there is a formal immigration process and pathway. So we do uh, can we can provide students who are looking for immigration such options, just not necessarily in Switzerland. Now, when, when students are researching courses at different universities, you know, when, when they're still in high school, they're, they're shopping around a little bit. And of course, there are many universities around the world offering sort of hospitality training. Um, what would you say are the strengths of BHMS, in, uh, strengths which would attract or entice students to come to you? I mean, there are several. I mean, first of all, probably the, the biggest difference is that with us, they are not just graduating with a dual awarded bachelor's degree from BHMS and the Robert Gordon University. They also graduate with the working reference from three different companies in Switzerland. And, you know, Switzerland, 
it's kind of like a symbol for quality. Of course, students have studied there, but then having a working reference from a Swiss employer, um, it really looks good on a CV, you know, and that generally, thanks to the working reference, very often students, they get their uh, junior or middle management job opportunities right after graduation. So, and then apart from that, they study in English and they can learn German and French throughout those three years. And some students, they enjoy it. They, they learn Swiss languages very well, uh, which, I mean, as I said, uh, during their academic semester, everything is in English, but then once they go out for, the, for their internships, they are mixed and mingled with local people and local people, they speak, of course, they speak very well English, but then between each other still, they speak uh, German, French or Italian, and then they have plenty of opportunities to practice those languages. Now, um, certainly you've probably seen, you, you've been there for 16 years, you, you've probably seen this many, many times when a student comes in to uh, BHMS fresh from high school, and then you sort of, you watch them grow and develop through those uh, three years or more that they stay with you. What do you think are, are the main skills that students develop during that time as a result of studying with you? You know, very often parents tell me, Martin, my son, he joined BHMS as a baby and he came back as a man. So being apart, far away from the parents already gives them a certain maturity, but then adding on the working experience, because a lot of things you can't really teach in classroom. You know, you have to actually experience it while doing it. So uh, I'd say they, they grow a lot in their spirit and mind. And uh, of course, they, they learn a lot of uh, people skills, management skills, language skills, time management, you know, in hospitality, generally people, they want to eat at the same time, they check out at the same time. They learn about team spirit, which is very important in hospitality. Uh, they learn about planning. So all those skills, they're, they're very important skills for all kinds of industries at the end of the day. That's why our students are very popular to large companies as well from different sectors. I mean, your students clearly move into a lot of different areas of work, uh, including the hospitality industry. Um, could you maybe just give us a little bit of an overview of the areas they go and work in? Literally, it's, it's very diverse. As I said, we have students going into finance. Uh, a lot of students go actually into consulting. So all the large consulting companies, they have BHMS employ, employees. Uh, they're going to banking, so the two large Swiss financial institutions certainly have BHMS graduates. Um, very few, as I said, go for IT sector. So we have, uh, I have a girl working at TikTok, you know, this popular app yeah. for young kids, actually. Uh, I know that there is one working at Google in Sao Paulo. Um, they literally, I mean, a lot of them also become entrepreneurs. A lot of them, you know, go into real estate uh, development because this is also kind of linked to hospitality. And then, of, of course, a lot of students, and that's actually what I like most, they set up their own businesses. And it's always nice when I travel around the world and visit, visit 
places and I hear, hey, you know, I opened my own restaurant, come pass by. It's always interesting to see what, what those students are doing at the end of the day. It must be very gratifying for you, I suppose, to actually go and, 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 and visit one of these restaurants that's been set up by someone you probably remember as an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Ye years later. You know, sometimes it even happens that students met at BHMS and they set up their own businesses together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have, for example, I know there's a student from Colombia who met a Chinese student and they have opened a restaurant in, uh, in China now together. So it's impressive. Yeah, such wonderful opportunities worldwide for your graduating students. So I'm convinced I want to come to BHMS. How do I go about applying? Well, you can go to our website, uh, www.bhms.ch and uh, click on the inquiry form and uh, leave us your contact details, there's also a section apply now. And then uh, generally what we do is, I mean, even if you click on apply now, it doesn't mean that you have actually applied. Uh, it just uh, directs it to, to a form where you can leave us your contact details. And then generally what we do, you will receive an email from us and then you can book a Zoom call with us. Or uh, you can, of course, we also encourage students mainly from Europe to come and visit us uh, for one of our open days. Now, let's say if you're from US or India or China, naturally <laughs> you don't necessarily want to come for an open day just for one day. Uh, those students, we encourage them to come for uh, the summer camp if you still have time. Now, if you... Summer, if you're already graduating this year, you're, too, you're a bit late for the summer camp because you should have come one year earlier. Uh, then you kind of have to just trust us uh, in regards to how everything is. Uh, but of course, you still can come and visit us if you want to. We also host uh, private visits if you want to see us first. Um, but then, yeah, as I said, basically, once you have uh, given us your contact details, we get back to you. And then we guide you step by step through the enrollment process. I see. Uh, is there actually an application deadline that students need to meet? Look, we don't really have a deadline. And I'll tell you why. We have rolling admissions with eight intakes throughout the year, giving the students uh, maximum of enrollment flexibilities because not all the high schools around the world, they start and end at the same time. Uh, BHMS has eight intakes, so every two months, more or less, the course starts. This is also really cool for students who want to have a study gap. Let's say if after the first year, uh, you finish your internship, you kind of get a little bit homesick. Maybe you want to go back home, but you know, for one or two weeks, it's a bit, uh, you know, it doesn't really make sense to go back home for one week. So what you can do is you can take a uh, two months study gap, and then you'll continue your course after two months. I think that's amazing. It's something that I almost never come across uh, yeah. when, when I'm talking with universities. I think it's an excellent idea as well to, to have this study, study gap because yeah. for two months, you know, and particularly I mean, because you have people ca coming from a long way off as well. They want to exactly. touch base yeah. with their families. Yeah. To be honest, the main reason why we have eight intake 
18 tax is the internships, you know, because mm. we can, we have a very strong connection to the, to the employers and we can constantly supply them with students uh, looking for an internship opportunity. Because if we have only one or two intakes, it's, uh, mm. you know, we have uh, 500 students or 1,000 yeah. students ending the course, we have to find. This way, we always have a constant flow of outgoing and incoming students and we can maintain a very strong partnerships with the internship positions we are having and I think this is a great way for everybody. So who shall I contact if, if I'd like some answers to questions that have not been addressed here in this podcast episode? As I said, the easiest way to get in touch with us is through our website www.vhms.ch or you can also contact us through all kinds of social media platforms we're on pretty much all of them you can follow us there on tiktok uh, instagram facebook and of course there you can also interact with us uh, but then you'll basically get first to the social media manager probably the easiest is you go to the website you select your country and then the admission manager uh, who's, really, who's in charge of your country will establish contact with you. That's probably the easiest way. Thank you for that clarification. Um, is there anything that you would like to add about your university? We've not covered it in this uh, interview. Oh, I don't know. We've covered so many things. It's, uh, we have, yes. <laughs> no, I think we covered pretty much everything. I wouldn't know what we haven't covered. <laughs> Okay. Um, as, as a college counselor in a large international school, I, I always encourage my students to have a plan B, just in case. Um, I, I don't like to see students only apply to one university, you know, in case something happens. And so if a student is not accepted to BHMS, I mean, are there any other similar institutions or universities and colleges that you would recommend they have a look at? Yeah, there are, there are plenty. I mean, uh, often students, they have a plan B back in their home country. Uh, also, we are not the only hospitality university in Switzerland. There are a number of them. I would say BHMS is probably the, I would say, the most affordable hospitality university. And uh, it offers the best, I would say, best value for for their for their money so in fact quite often we are even the plan b for students who want to apply for ehl but it's okay i mean at the end uh important is what the students are doing uh after graduation sometimes our students can be technically the boss of somebody who studied at ehl that happens uh because at the end of the day uh the educational institution can only help you to a certain part at the end it's your personality it's a bit of luck also where uh, life will take you but uh, i say uh, very much all of our students are very successful at the end of the day and that's very nice uh, to to see them growing martin that's been a fascinating look at bhms uh, and you've really really given us a, a very positive uh, picture of your institution Thank you so much, Jeremy. My pleasure. So you've been listening to Martin Weiler from the Business Hotel Management School in Switzerland. Thank you, Martin. Thank you very much, Jeremy.
thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.